It's difficult to know quite where to start with a character like Chris Rocco. He's been a tailor for upwards of 50 years and all that time in the same shop in Kentish Town, North London. To walk into Chris's shop is to step back in time with shelves sagging under the weight of beautiful cloths and material and his sewing room at the back adorned with dozens of black and white signed photos from all the legends and stars he's made suits and garments for over the years. From Diana Ross to Madness, Wham and more recently Tom O'Dell. Chris is now 74 years old but as passionate about what he does as when he first learnt the trade as a kid. In addition, Chris is a regular visitor to Hampstead Ponds, where he swims most days, irrespective of the weather, including Christmas Day. Indeed, Chris and his fellow swimmers are now subject of a brand new documentary film called The Ponds, being shown in cinemas and film festivals. Join me as I chat to this charming gentleman for a trip down memory lane. Each week, I'll be asking my guests to tell us one or two of their favourite secret places to visit in London, whether it's a restaurant, pub, museum, or simply a lovely walk. So make sure you listen to the end of the show, where my guest will spill the beans on their legacy reveal. I'm Steve Lazarus, and this is Your London Legacy. So today I'm in Kentish Town, in Fortis Road, Kentish Town, in the tailor's shop. You'd probably drive straight past it if you didn't know what you were looking for. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) In the tailor's shop of Chris Rocco. I've only uh, been here since 1952. He's only been here since 1952, so unless you really knew what you were looking for, because it's a very traditional, old-fashioned, if I can be polite and call it old-fashioned, Chris, tailor shop. Yeah. And Chris has a fascinating past and present life as a tailor, which we're going to delve into in a little bit of detail. But Chris is going to continue working because Chris is only 74 years of age. <laughs> <laughs> but he won't stop working, even for an interview for Your London Legacy, um, which just goes to show that the work ethic uh, hasn't left him from his from his young days. So Chris is a well-known tailor to the rich and famous and celebrities throughout the ages. And also, we want to touch upon some of Chris's uh, fun and games he has at Hampstead Ponds, where he's also become a bit of a film star in recent times as well, I believe. Oh yeah, yeah. So we'll, we'll touch. Have you on, seen that? I haven't yet seen it, Chris. But we're, we're going to uh, we're going to talk about that. But I, I've booked some tickets, so we'll be going to see that very shortly. Oh, yeah. So welcome to your London legacy, Chris. Oh yes, Chris. Chris is not Chris is not terribly familiar with um, podcasts because he's he's very old school in a nice way, in a very, very nice yeah, way. Very very. So he's not even holding the microphone. We've got the microphone balanced here. Well, Chris, what are you what are you actually currently making here, Chris? I, Just, this is a suit. A suit. Yeah. Who are you making this for? This is for a very, very nice man. He's, uh, he works for IT. This is He's a regular third, customer of yours. This is his third suit in uh, about a, a month. Okay. Yeah. So we're uh, standing here in the front of Chris's uh, shop. What do you, what do you call it? A shop? A workshop? What is this? Is it a bit well, of... it's a shop come workshop, really. Uh-huh. I mean, I've got a workshop at the back, but the front bit, this is where I, I do a lot of work. And, and then... It, um, if I tell you this is a traditional shop, you better believe it because you walk in here and the place is absolutely rammed with shelves floor to ceiling left to right front and back with different materials and suits ready for collection and suits that chris is in the process of making and alterations i'm guessing you got here That's it, yeah, and yeah. shirts and ties and hats and scarves and everything and this is all chris's own hand and chris has been a professional tailor since well since when chris I mean, well my uncle started this business in 1952 yeah he opened this business in 1952 and he um the first first pop star that he made 
was a, was a, uh, a singer called Lou Christie. Uh-huh. Do you ever remember Lou I Christie? I don't know Lou Christie, no. Lou Christie, was, uh, Lightning Strikes, that was the, the record that he had. Uh-huh. Diamond, he was an absolute lovely man. Um, and funny enough, when he was here, his wife got pneumonia. So, um, and she was having a baby as well. So it was a little bit, anyway, he stayed here for a good two or three months while sort of I was not looking after his wife, but I used to go and see her and take him up, take her up to him. But he was, he was, he was one of the first, I would say, pop stars. And then it came Eddie Grant, because Eddie Grant was local. Mm -hmm. He went to school up in Islington and his, his father worked next door. His father was a car cleaner and uh, Pat Grant, lovely, lovely man. And then the family, I made all their suits for their weddings, all white uh, silk. Lovely. Yeah. Must have looked very sharp and natty. And I think, I'm not sure. I think it's Barbados. That's where they come from. Uh-huh. And then it went on from there. And then a, a chap called Chris Sullivan. I don't know if you've heard no, of him. No, not familiar name to me. Chris Sullivan, um, I think is one of his biggest things was he, he, he started off in a, in a group called Blue Ronda Alla Turk. And, and then after that, he when everybody went to their own business like for example um uh, mark riley who was matt bianca mm-hmm. there was the keyboard player he was with uh, blue ronda Alter. but that was another group that went on and on and on and then chris sullivan started drawing which he was a good drawer and he'd done lots of things he brought a lot of people into me he bought wham he bought um spandau belly tony hadley steve yeah. norman and all them he he was very good to me because he bought a lot a lot of the stars and he still does. I, I'm not I'm not very long made Chris Sullivan in the suit. It's one you don't know him. I, I can't place. So I must be honest with you. I think I think he. I'm not sure, but I think this is a, a radio program called Soho, uh-huh. which he which he yeah there is a radio Soho yeah. yeah which he which he's something to do with. Okay, so all these pop stars, uh, music artists have been coming to you right through through the years and. So you've developed a reputation for yeah, making what, suits, you know, one after the other, one uh-huh. after the other. And they've all been in, all been in this shop, yeah. standing just where I'm standing. I'm guessing. Yeah. I mean, I, I could be here, and there could be George Michael, Andrew Ridgely, yeah, with their bouncers. You know, right. their bouncers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then next thing, you you got a queue of girls all, all like lining up for the for the for their autographs. Wow. Yeah. So that must be fun for you. Andrew, yeah. Andrew was Andrew was very good to me. Uh-huh. I mean, he, he, he had a lot of stuff. But um, George, not so much. George used to wear Andrew's stuff. Whatever I made for Andrew, George used to wear. Mm. So if I can just explain, we're, we're stood at the front here while Chris is busy working away on uh, what looks like... He's on a bench, yeah. On, on a bench, on bench standing up, breaking back-breaking work on his bench, making some trousers That's here. Um, well, it's a suit. For a, a the trousers are part of the suit, yeah. yeah. And at the back is the, what is that, the office changing room sort of? Well, it's the machines. Machines are out the All back. The machines. And, and the, the changing rooms. And the changing rooms. And the walls are plastered with black and white pictures of all the famous, uh, you know, celebrities and music stars. So Chris has uh, had the pleasure of uh, well, making sense for my over recent, the years. My recent pop star is uh, Tom O'Dell. I don't know if you've heard of yes, him. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Tom O'Dell, and then just recently, which I made stuff for years ago, but mm. it was... So uh, how do these characters get to hear about you? Is it all word of mouth through the music industry? It's word industry? of mouth and management. Yeah. Yeah. Because you're, you're not, as I found out, uh, an easy guy to get hold of because you're not on the internet. 
you're not on social media. So Well, I am, but I don't. <laughs> I don't so you don't use it? No. My, Actively. My, my daughter does it, actually. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. She, no, I had to use your daughter's email address, but um, no, that, no, that is my that's that was my, your email address that your Chris daughter Rocco manages. Taylor. Yeah, Chris Rocco Taylor's at yeah. .com. Yeah, yeah, although I didn't get any response. <laughs> but I'm not a very, I'm not a very good. Uh, You're not very good on the, uh, the no, social media and the internet and no, stuff. The only thing I've got is that little phone you saw. Yeah, oh, oh my God, he's got a little phone on him. I've never even heard of it. So, well, it's, it's fantastic. Which uh, fantastic. Yeah. So tell us a bit, Chris. You were born in Blackpool. I was born. My mum, my mum, bless her. Lived in Kentish Town Station oh. during the war, and she lives in Kentish Town Station, and um, backwards and forwards because the, the, the actual house that we we had was in Lawford Road. Uh-huh. That's only about two hundred yards away from the station, and she lived more or less lived there, backwards and forwards. When when the air raids, show, the air raids, the, yeah. the sirens used to go. They used to run to the station. In 1944, because it was so bad, but it was bad, they they evacuated her to Blackpool. So I was born in Blackpool. Hmm. And we were saying, as my mum was born at a similar time during the war, and she yes. was evacuated to Colwyn Bay, or her mum was born Colwyn Bay, uh, Colwyn yes. Bay in, in Wales. So we got something in common. That's, that's my eldest brother's. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> that's okay. That's my eldest brother's. Um, that's where he went. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. From London. So could, and where was your mum living? Uh, she was uh, probably Wilsdon. Oh, okay. Around well, about the time. Yeah, yeah, more or less London. Around about that time, yeah, a little yeah. bit way out. Yeah, but that they were bad. They were bad times then. Yes. So yeah. then, so your your base and your heritage was in North London, Kentish Town, Kentish Town specifically. Yeah. So when did you set up and well, when did you first realise you wanted to become a, a tailor? I was in the fish game. I started in the fish game first when I was That's about ten. Different. Yeah. I my boss was a lovely. He was a diamond, absolute lovely man, but he liked. He liked to drink. So therefore, he didn't work a lot. So I, I used to work. I used to go to, go there first thing in the morning, get the fish out, go to school, come lunchtime. He used to go to lunch. And then I used to serve the people. Da, 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 da. This is in the shop? Or in the, the shop. Market, in the shop. Like, no, yeah. the shop. Uh-huh. No, the market. I used to go twice a week, Tuesdays and Fridays, about three or four o'clock in the morning. And then still go to school. Uh, that's how old I was then. And he used to let me drive the lorry because it was all dark. Nobody was about. I used to drive his lorry, and I was only about 12, 13. Anyway, I worked in the fish shop for quite a long time, until I was about 15. And then I worked, I carried on, but then always came here, always worked here with my uncle. And then, it, I, you know, I, I, I went on the trawlers for a bit, for about a year and a half. And then I came back. Where did you do? You, where, Grimsby. From Grimsby? Yeah. We opened the shop in Kentish Town, right down the end of Kentish Town. And then that folded up because there was three, three of the boys that I went to um, up uh, on the trawlers. They they just went disintegrate. One went to Australia, the other went the other one went to Spain. And then I carried on for a bit, and then I came here. That's when I came here. After now, my uncle started this business in 1952. The very business we're this standing business, in now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 1952, and he carried on till he was 65 then he retired then i bought the, the property off of him uh which he wanted me to have it because uh, he had a daughter but he wanted me to have the property but i bought i bought it and then and i've been here ever since so that was 60 68 or 86 no 86 1986 yeah that, but i've been here before but that, you've been working here but since I, yeah since because he retired but then he came back right because he got fed up and he, he worked up right until he was 86, 87. Mm. Yeah. Then he, he got Alzheimer's, bless him, and ah. 
the the swimming. Um, I used to belong to uh, St Pancras Boxing Club, and um, uh, there was a chap called George Francis who was a the trainer there. And he he in his later later in life, he trained uh, John Conti, Frank Bruno. That was his late. That was his last fighter, but a lot of other Bozo Edwards, Bunny Sterling, lots of other fighters that he that he he trained, and they were champions. I I I started with him as he was an amateur, and I went right the way along till I was about twenty three before I got married. But then I got ear trouble, cauliflower and nose trouble, and all that, and then I had weight problems. I couldn't keep the weight. What down. weight did he fight? At? Well, I boxed at welterweight. Oh. That was the, but that was not too bad. But I had to go down to light welter because it's like Chris Eubanks. His dad reckons that he should go down a weight, although he won. He didn't do too bad the other. No, way. he done yeah. well. I, did you see it? I didn't see it. No, no, he, he done well. He done yeah. well. But I think the other boys a little bit over the top now. I don't think he would have beaten him in his younger day. But anyway, and then during the summer, I was only about ten, eleven. George took us to the to the in the summer season because there's no boxing just training took us to the ponds we ran to the ponds from uh, St Pancras so the ponds being the ponds at ha- Hampstead we're talking yeah, about so we used, yeah so we used to run up there have a swim and come back but then I got the flavour and I used to bunk off school after going in the fish shop I used to go up there and then not go to school I used to go back to the fish shop after so I used to go up there for a few hours yeah it was lovely so we'll come on to the ponds a, a bit in a minute but just want to dig a bit deeper into your tailoring yeah so you've been doing it for how many how many years now since uh, oh. since the sixties? Yeah, since yeah, the sixties. So, 60s, 60s, so yeah. uh, forty, fifty, yeah, fifty mm. plus years. Yeah, yeah, that's a lot of years in the same profession. Many people today yeah. can't even imagine being in the same job, <laughs> job for, for that length of time. Yeah. I mean, I always thought I'd be in my first job. You know, I've been there ten years. I thought I'd be there for the rest of my life, but ten years. Is, what did you do then? I, I was dealing with insurance claims, um, and I still st- I still do. This isn't my no. This isn't my main career. But the point is, what is what is it that you find so interesting or that keeps your passion every day? Because you, you, you come in early. You, you, you I don't come in that well, early. Well, what time do you get in? It just depends. If yeah. customers come, want to come early, then I have to come early. But uh-huh. I don't, normally don't. Some days, 11 o'clock. Oh, okay. So you're yeah. having a lay in But nowadays. I'm always here. You're I'm, always here till late, though. No, but I get up and I'm up. <laughs> so up by 7, 8 o'clock. Uh-huh. I always, I, li- I don't never leave before 8 o'clock. Really? No. Okay. Thursdays I try to have off. This week I'm going to have off, mm-hmm. and that's. So you still work a long day, a long shift. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this morning I was on my allotment. Yeah. Putting glass in. I've got a lovely, lovely man. He's he's 86, and he's he's Italian. He's from the same part as my father's from. Uh-huh. A place called Ravello in in um, Bear Naples. Yes. Positano, a bit Positano, further down. Yeah, beautiful. That, along that way, uh-huh. as I'll show you a picture in a minute. And Dominic. I was over there about up past eight and he came over there about up past nine. But he tells me what to do. He's got his own um, his own remedies of doing, of growing stuff. He deals a lot with manure, 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 everywhere. <laughs> manure, dig, manure, and then you put your stuff in and then, and then you even put manure on top. So that's what you do on a Thursday? No, 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 I do no, that every day. You do that every day you go to your Well, allotments. now, because yeah. it's, it's, it's time. To put, you know, trays. I've got trays of all the all the stuff. I've got potatoes ready to go in. Especially with the weather as it is now. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, you beautiful. Got to get out. While I mean, goes. February. Look at February last year. It was it was freezing. Beast from the east. Yeah, yeah, this yeah. Year it's it. um, two days of record temperatures west. over twenty. <laughs> yeah, something from the west. Yeah. <laughs> the heat from the west. So, what is it 
when you're not like oh, when I you're mean, what is it that keeps you buoyant and loving well for example passion? what i just told said to you i i get up this morning feed my cat have tea toast i've i have crumpet because i like like crumpet and honey and take it up to my wife normally i have it with her but today i didn't i've been having straight on the allotment go on there sometimes i have a swim at my own pool because i've got my own pool and i sometimes swim there you got a pool at home yeah it's an outdoor pool, but uh-huh. I can heat it. But I don't normally heat it for me. But for the kids I do in the summer, I just heat it a little bit because they're in there a long time. And um, then, I mean, this is practically every day. And then I'll have a go over the ponds, which I do I like, uh, lately when it's cold, when it's really cold, because my, my pool freezes up. So I have to go over the ponds because it, they've got jets over there and it doesn't freeze up. So it went down to about zero this year. But because of the jets... It didn't freeze. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so, and then talk to the boys. I, I normally park at the Bowls Club, which is Fitzroy Park, which is not far from there. Then I walk to the ponds, say hello to everybody, have a, you know, and it's have a swim and then come to come here. And that, that I think, then I'm set for the day. I don't want to do anything else, but just work. And I, that's me. So what is it? I want to understand what is it about being a tailor and creating the suits that you do for the people that you do that you yeah, find but I've, so inspiring. I, I never, I've never ever got fed up. Why is that? There's so many know. people get fed up with their yeah, job and are always looking for something else or what they currently well, call a side hustle. Well, it's not a, a hard hustle. job. It's not a physical job. Well, so you're standing on your feet. Well, yeah, but I mean, I've got that here. Job, so I can sit on that chair yeah. if I want. Yeah. Uh, like, for example, what I've just done there, mm-hmm. I could have sat on the chair. But now I've got to machine that to put it together. Sure. Um, then I'll be sitting down. But I mean, it's not a man. It's not. I'm not like digging like I was this morning. Mm-hmm. Although I put glass in my greenhouse, which was broken. Dominic said I've got to dig so. I mean, I've had this allotment for fifty years, and mm. I still don't know nothing. But he he's teaching me. But I dig. I I've got say from this bit to the other side of the road to dig for my potatoes. Put my potatoes mm. in. Yeah. So he tells me where to put this. And so put you this enjoy the learning process, by the I do, yeah, as yeah, much yeah, as yeah, anything yeah. else. Yeah, I know. I do know quite a bit. Yeah, but, you must do after fifty yeah, years. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, but you must equally know. I mean, there's a creative process to what you do here as well. I yes. Mean, when people yeah. come in and ask for a suit, oh yeah, are you yeah, yeah. Des- you designing it in I mean, your mind at, for them as well? And ex- I mean, look at that coat over there. Look, see it over in the corner. Yes. Six foot eight he is that man. <laughs> right. Lovely, lovely uh-huh. man. Psychoanalyst. I won't say his name. No, please don't. But he's a lovely, he's a lovely chap. Really lovely. Uh-huh. But, but I'm just going to give him another fitting before I finish it. But that's a copy of, uh, oh, I shouldn't say that, should I? But it's a copy of his coat. That's anyway. fair enough, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. This is a start in the style. Yeah, but it's not yeah. the same. It's not the same. It can't be the same because it's in the wrong cloth. Right. The actual, the actual cloth is a, a quilted cloth, mm-hmm. which is on the outside of the, of the proper one. Barber. Barber. Barber style. You got, you got yeah, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's all cool drawings. So yes, I know. That. Yeah. Well, there will be that on that. Uh-huh. So where do you get the most pleasure? Is it when they, they, they come in and they try it on and it fits beautifully yes, and snug yeah, yeah. and you can oh, see them yeah. all puffed up? You know, and they, I mean, the young boys, they weren't tight as anything. I mean, he, he, he this man here is IT. His brother works for Frank Warren. Frank yeah. Warren, you yeah, know Frank Warren? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So he talk, we'll be we talking boxing every time he comes uh-huh. here. And he most probably went there to see uh, that far. I, I used to go, but I don't go anymore. Uh-huh. Uh, I, I mean, when, when George Francis started professional, I was in his corner. I used to be in his corner, but one of the boys got, because George used to work in Covent Garden, and one of the boys, used uh, we used to call him Nutty Phillips, 
he used to be, he used to be a corner man, but because he was out of a job, he took over for me. And I said, yeah, you know, you, you, you do it. Don't, you know, yeah. I didn't, I don't, I'm, I'm okay. You do it. So he took over. Yeah. But I was in George's corner for quite a while. So do you design the suit or do, do they come in with an idea of what they yeah, no, want I, I, or do you I, say this is what's going to suit I you? Prefer, because obviously you've got Ray Gelato, who was a previous yeah, guest on the show, I yeah, can see on the wall there, yeah. and he would want a very specific, like a box cut That's type it. 50s he, style he Italian. Like a, like, not a zoot suit, but similar. Yeah. Similar style to a zoot suit, which, uh-huh. I, which I made low. Lal Hardy. Yeah. Yeah. That's what he had. Another guest on the show. Yeah. Which is how we got Bless in touch with you, with you. Yeah, yeah. And, and his friends as well. That's uh-huh. the style they have. There was one of them who had a... He's got like a crop... What do they call him? A beatnik? No, not a beatnik. Cropped hair. Uh-huh. There's a name for him. But that's one of his tattooists. He's from Halsden Way. Right. What pop group are you thinking of? No, 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 no. Oh, right. No, he, he's, he's tattooist. Right. Oh, I see. Okay. And I made him a I made him a short jacket, totally, totally mm. different to, to Lowell's. What do they do when they've got spiked hair? What do they call him? <laughs> a Mohican? No, no, no. Not as bad as that. <laughs> Just stand up here. What, what do they call it? Punk. Uh, yeah, punk. Punk style. Yes, punk. Yeah. Well done. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, punk. <laughs> we get there in the end. Yeah, so he, he, I mean, he's a man of, he's about my age. Yeah. And that's how he's dressed, like yeah. that. I mean, Ta- that's the, tattooed from top to yeah. bottom. I mean, like Lal, you would yeah. have seen all the changes in the culture and the, all the styles yeah. through the generations. Because he's the, lost weight, From the that. Teddy Boys. Did you know that? Punk. Who's that? Lal. Yes, I've seen. I've seen. He's lost five stone. Yeah. Because yeah. he's quite uh, prolific on yeah. social media, which you're not. So I can, I can see where he's up to. Yeah. But I would never know yeah. what you're up to. No. <laughs> Unless we come in and see you. <laughs> but you've seen all the changes in culture, haven't you? In styles yes. through the generations, yeah. say from the teddy boys and the punks well, to... Well, through, through Chris Sullivan. Yeah. Chris Sullivan done a book called The Street, and it's in the V&A now. The, 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 and I made quite a lot of stuff that they couldn't get. So it started from the beginning of the 20th century going to the, about the 80s, 90s, and it was all the clothes right the way up. So you had what you just said, teddy boys, punk, um, suit suits. Yeah. They even tried to get um, Philona's monk. Yes. Because he had a hip suit uh-huh. or swing suit, one of them two. Uh, but I made it. I made the suit because he wouldn't, he wouldn't give it to <laughs> So what's fashionable now? What are the, the young? Tight. Everything's tight. For the young. That's for the swing. young. Yeah. I mean, this. although he's, he's, he's about, what, 55, he's having... Still tight, tight, oh, tight. Oh, wouldn't suit me. No, no, not no. He's not too tight. But the last few, the younger ones, are around about. I can show you a picture of um, a bright blue suit. This boy got married, um, which was re- which was quite recently, and that was tight, tight, tight. Mm. You know, tight sleeves, tight short sleeves, jacket, tight around the tight bottoms, around the chest. Was yeah. like almost like drain pipe. Yeah, yeah, straight yeah, down. Yeah. What well, yeah. I got married in. Well, it was. It was. It they called it Italian style then. Yes. Yeah, I made my. My brother, we all had kid mohair, blue kid mohair suits. Is the cost of the suit, the price of the suit based, obviously there's your time and, you know, yeah. expertise in making the suit, but is it a lot based on the material, the cloth as well oh, that is used? Oh, definitely, yeah, yeah. Is that where the bulk of oh, the cost God, is? Oh, some of the cloth you can pay 100, 150 pound a metre mm. if it's cashmere, silk and all that, you know. Mm. Not that I don't reckon it, 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 it doesn't wear. I mean, when you've got cashmere and you've got silk in it, it's not like a, a pro, you know, like a worsted uh, like this. Now that is a lovely cloth. Mm. What is beautiful that? colour. That's a wool. Wool mm. worsted. Herringbone. That's a bright blue. That's a very fashionable colour. That's mm. the colour. No, you see that yeah. very, very often, yeah. 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 But this is a little bit different because it's herringbone. Uh-huh. Very nice. Colour. Lovely. Beautiful colour. So, how long do you propose carrying on doing this I for? Are you going to do this till you, <laughs> till you drop? 
I don't well, mean this. E- I don't mean this evening because I know you've got someone to come in and collect yeah. one of these. Uh, but I mean, no, to try on, to try to, on, to try on. Yeah. But how long do you I foresee don't know, yourself really. carrying I on? I suppose it just depends on my health. Yeah. But at the moment, I mean, I feel You're fine. Fit as a fiddle at the moment. Yeah, yeah. I feel yeah. Touch wood. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and talking of your fitness, I think you've already touched on it. The fact that you're uh, a regular swimmer at Hampstead Ponds. Yes. Yeah. Well, I've been swimming practically every day. Uh, since so I don't. But I don't think a lot of people know about Hampstead Ponds unless they're. Oh, they do now. They do now. It's becoming yeah, more and more. It's very popular. More now. and more popular now. Yeah. I mean, so Christmas there's Day. there's three. I think there's three. There's a men's pond. There's men's a, pond, ladies, ladies and a pond, mix, and a mix, and a mix. And that's in the film. And so let's talk a bit about yeah. the film as well, because yeah. there's a new film called The Ponds, I think, That's which it. is a documentary following members of the, the various ponds there over the course of a year, I think. Yeah, talking and Patrick McLennan and yeah, Samuel Smith. Made by Patrick two. McLennan and Sam Smith. So Who's they the followed you around or they came every day over the court or regularly uh, over the course of yeah, a year to film the, all the different o- characters the and personalities. times, like autumn. Uh-huh. They wanted autumn, winter, summer spring and they took the they took the films look it's got a four four star yeah yeah i'm actually going to see that at the picture house central uh, in a couple of weeks which is on, uh, up at piccadilly so it's being shown oh, right, in right. various locations and yeah, lots of yeah. screenings around the country well it's at the phoenix at the every man yeah it's at swiss cottage and you've not seen it yet yourself oh yeah i saw it oh, I you saw, have no i saw it first you of all one of the because you're one of the stars yeah i saw film, it i you? saw it at um somerset house uh-huh yeah that was about how long ago two months ago so you started swimming at the ponds as as a kid, as you've said, yeah. and you've been going. You go ever since every day. Well, most it, days. I mean, more or less every day. Yeah. More or less every day. If if I don't go, I miss it. Or if I don't go, I swim in my pool. What what is the what's the same temperature? What's the beauty of swimming on Hampstead Ponds? Oh, it, it, it's oh, Hampstead Pond is beautiful. Yeah. I mean, I prefer to swim over the ponds in my pool. Right. But then again, my pool is lovely on a, a hot day like like today. It was. Uh-huh. I mean, Sunday. I laid out for, I mean, I had a swim, had my breakfast, and then I laid out for an hour before my grandson came. But what's so then, captivating about Hampstead Ponds? Why, what is oh, it? What is the attraction it, it, of open air swimming? It's open and it's beautiful. It's freezing really cold. Lovely. Oh, no, that's different. When it's freezing cold, <laughs> hang on. Well, when is it when not, when is it no, not, no, no, when is different. it not cold? <laughs> when it, when it's, when it's freezing cold and when it's wet, when it's raining and and that's totally totally different uh-huh. but you have to it's in the mind then you have to forget all that if you're going to do it yes some people some people don't do it but i've i've learned to be able to do it so when it's that's the worst that's the worst when it's cold raining windy when it's cold air temperature or when it's cold when the water is icy cold what's what's the worse cold, or is it just when, when the water's cold when yeah, the water's cold. cold but it must always be cold i mean like for example today it's gone up to seven, uh-huh. which the water's still cold. The air temperature is a lot warmer, so therefore, when you come out, it's better. It's pleasant for but you, but the water's yeah. still cold. Yeah, because you go on silly days, don't you? Like Christmas yeah. Day and New oh, Year's yeah. Day. Oh yeah, Christmas Day we we I organise the swimming, plus plus the lifeguards. They 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 will get together and we do the swimming. It's quite it, and it's getting quite popular. Uh-huh. So how many yeah. members are there now at the the men's pool? Well, say? for example, there's. The Highgate Life Boys, which is my club, uh-huh. there's about 60 of us. There's the H- HSPCA or something like that. That's another club. I belong to that, but I'm not really official in that. Yeah, so you're saying when it's uh, you oh, a yeah, member yeah. of different clubs there yeah, and there's 60-odd so ma- male members. That's Christmas Day. Yeah. Uh, you've got um, the Highgate Life Boys, the ladies, the men's. So they all race. And now it's getting so 
that the men's race and the women's race, we have to do it in two heats because there's so many, there's much more because being, you know, dangerous. This is the race you do on Christmas, Christmas Day. Day. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, which is just what, from one end of the pond to the other, you race there and back? Or? Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. And what's the winner get? The winner gets uh, a right hand. Uh, <laughs> 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 no, he gets, he gets a cup, cup. Yeah, cup for the whole. For and the you've year. been swimming Christmas Day every oh, day, every yeah, year yeah. for uh, since the sixties. Yeah. That must be a real thrill, actually. Yeah, yeah. Lovely I mean, while everyone else stuffing themselves at home. But well, you, no, it's it's no, in the morning. It's, it's, yeah, we're finished by twelve. O'clock. Yeah, it's just a quick dip in and out. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah. twelve o'clock. We're finished. Yeah, we start. We start eleven. The races start eleven. Bar bus eleven. It's mm-hmm. finished, and then we have mulled wine and and pit and mince pies and that's it sounds nice and they go home so can anyone join the club or you got a waiting list well there that's now? not a club our club is or a the, life the, boys the pond club rather anyone... well the pond yeah anybody can go yeah. in the pond if it, to, to, to swim yeah you, you don't have to be a member you can no, just turn up just pay turn your up. whatever don't it is don't have to pay nothing just turn up oh it's a free to swim yeah, there as well yeah, is it yeah just turn up okay go. oh there is a there is a, a fee like a couple of pound if you want to, if you want to put it you don't have to but yeah. if you want to put it in the like the box coming in yeah that's it well it's a beautiful place yeah well I'm not, I'm not going to keep you much longer because obviously you're very busy. You've got customers waiting, uh-huh. uh, ladies uh-huh. <laughs> coming in here as well to Running. make phone well. calls. So just a couple of things before we go. Normally I would say to people, ask you to explain how you can be found, but um, you're not online. You don't have social media. So people can't find you as such unless they come to your premises and That's knock on it. the door and let or themselves phone in. Me. Or, or phone you. Are yeah. you prepared to give your number out, should anyone? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 What, what is your number then? 0207. <laughs> Four eight five seven five two one. Okay, that's your direct number. If anyone wants yeah, to come, yeah, and they can leave a message, and I ring them back and come and have a look. I round don't believe. Or... I don't. I'm not a believer of uh, not talking to people. No, no. Well, I like to talk to people. You're old school. Yeah, and talking to people is yeah. yes, that's all about. Don't get your phone out the whole <laughs> time, it. which is nice. And the other thing is, obviously, you've got you're, you're in this film. You're one of the people who've um, contributed that, to, it, contributed to the movie. So, yeah. if anyone wants to check it out and see. Yeah, tell um, to phone me. Chris's involvement in the uh, the ponds. It's called the ponds. Yeah, and you can have a look online at www.theponds.com uh, and check out where the the film is currently showing. That's it. It's being shown in a number of um, mm. locations around London uh, at the moment, and it's uh, you can you can see the um, the trailer for it online as well, which yeah. is very good. Really, yeah. really interesting documentary. Tom, Tom, and there's a, a lady who had breast cancer. There. And maybe me, who was sort of the three, the three have got the most parts. The three stars of the show. Yeah, but the lady who had breast cancer, she's, yeah. she's, she done, she's done marvellous. Yeah. yeah. I mean, what I've seen of it from the trailer, it does look a fascinating film because it's all yeah. about the personalities Tom, and the characters. Tom, he, he got knocked down a few years ago, Christmas Eve in Oxford Street. Bus hit him. Oh, crikey. I think it the it was the it came on the pavement. I think he said, mm. but he don't remember anything else. He was in his intensive. And he care swims for, there regularly. He swims there. Yeah. Tom, yeah, he's American. He, he he lives. There's quite a few Americans, and also there's the the German ladies. That, that's a, that's a club. Mm. Have you heard of them? No, that's another that's a swimming club, club there. Yeah, yeah. they've just start. They've started, okay. and that's carrying on. So, a couple of recommendations for people. One, to come down and meet um, Chris himself and buy a suit from him, because the suits are amazing, and you have a look at all the amazing photographs and stars he's um, tailored for in the past. And two, to go and check out the uh, the movie, which he is a star in as oh, well, yeah. um, which will be fantastic. So, we're at that point of the show where I ask the guests to tell us one 
place or two places that they love. There's a bit of a secret hideaway place for them that they love to recommend to the guests, to the listeners. Where well, is that one place that you love to go on a well, quiet we, day? We actually, well, I mean, we do love Kenwood. Kenwood House, walk around the, around the fields, and then we always end up at Kenwood, have something to eat, and then walk back. Uh, to our car, which I always park outside the ponds because I most probably had a swim before. Yes, because Kenwood is part of the heath or yes. is an extension of the yeah, yeah. of Hampstead yeah. Heath. And then, well, I, sh- I shouldn't really say, but Trent Park as well. That's another place that I go to. And then we, we go to the farm shop, uh-huh. which is which is just around the corner. Is the next turning up, and that's a fantastic place for breakfast. Lovely. And we that's we love we love that. So it's probably Thursday. I'm going there. All right. Yeah. So yeah. check that out, people. We've got two recommendations. We've got the farm Ken- shop. Kenwood House and the farm shop. Yeah. So just remains for me to thank you very much indeed. Sorry for butting in in the middle of your no, no, working no. afternoon, but it's been a pleasure to have you on the show and um, keep up the good work. Thank you. It's fantastic. Thanks I really appreciate much. it. Thank you. Every week here at Your London Legacy, we bring straight to your device a new and fascinating guest with a wonderful London-based story. We hope you enjoy listening to their timeless stories as much as we enjoy creating them for you. If so, the best way to show your appreciation is to subscribe to the show. Simply go to www.yourlondonlegacy.com and pop your name and email in the box where shown. That way, you'll never miss another episode. Thank you for your support.